everyone, Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a white ghost, a vampire cherry, or a harvest moon, and get settled into a big puppy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So today's episode is building off of an episode that we have done recently, So You Think You Have a Ghost. This is part two. Very excited. We're going to be answering a lot of questions that have been posed to us and uh, just kind of explore the ghosty topic even further. Hello, Virgoless. <laughs> Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> How are you today? Doing well, doing well. Got the day off. The sun is shining. It is not a bad day. <laughs> That's what I would like to hear. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't really set the mood for our topic. That's true. It should be a dark and stormy night. (laughs) It should. It will. We'll get there. (laughs) I think that today is a very special day in our podcast because this is the first time we're doing kind of a and a which is something we would like to make more of a regular part of our podcasts. Oh, definitely. Uh, And I mean, you couldn't, you know, kick it off with a better topic than ghosts and spirits. Yeah, you really couldn't. (laughs) Um, So I was still kind of delving into thinking, thinking thoughts about the last episode, which will be uh, uploaded. Uh, We live streamed it a while ago, it will be uploaded to Spotify in the next couple days. And then this one will be following in the next week or so uh, to get kind of prepared for Halloween season. Yes. Otherwise known as spooky season. Although, as I like to point out all the time what I can, the uh, spirits are alive 365. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) They don't go away just because it's not October. (laughs) Like... Oh, now a lot of them, you know, even if you, if you, uh, what's the word? I need more caffeine. This is like my, my coffee moment. It is happy hour with Mystic Chick, but it is, uh, noon central standard time today. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's true that it's always happy hour somewhere, but these days we've been doing a lot more coffee talk with Mystic Chick just because (laughs) of our schedules. (laughs) Yes. So um, even if you are one of those people who who loves Day of the Dead, uh, November 2nd, after that, a lot of people just kind of drop off of the paranormal kind of, you know, vibes. But this is the paranormal exists all year round. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if somebody actually is living with a ghost, then they know it's it's not just about October. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So before we like, there's actually a lot to cover. I know uh, you had, you had sent me one. uh, We'll get into that in a minute. And then I found a bunch more uh, posted on my paranormal Illinois exploration, Illinois Facebook page. And we also want to welcome anybody who is listening to the live stream currently, or will be signing on. We, We might have to bubble this up a few times throughout this podcast, but feel free to post your questions about ghosts and spirits in the chat as well. So the drinks uh, today, (laughs) yeah, I need to like just come up with like, you know, work appropriate office drinks for day for if we're going to do a a middle of the day one. But you know, we're we're channeling the uh, Mad Men old school vibe. Right. I mean, also, people who are listening to this during their workday could easily just 
keep these recipes in mind and make them after work. Or, I mean, a lot of people are working from home right now. Like, who's going to know? Put it in your coffee cup. <laughs> or just make them virgin if possible. I don't know. So the first one is uh, the White Ghost, which is an ounce of corn whiskey, two ounces of lemon lime soda, served over ice, garnished with old smoky moonshine cherries Ooh. or a licorice stick. <laughs> I mean, would try. <laughs> I don't know what makes this ghost-like, because whiskey is, isn't whiskey mostly brown? The lemon-lime soda. But we don't know about corn whiskey, which, that, this sounds very moonshine to me. I think this was from a moonshine site. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever you can do to make moonshine palatable. (laughs) This is taken from ruralmom.com, old smoky moonshine Halloween cocktails. Old smoky. Give me an old smoky moonshine. (laughs) Old smoky, O-L-E. Smoky with a, what is this, that registered trademark, the little R with the circle around it? Yes. Okay. So then the next one is the Vampire Cherry, which is an ounce of old smoky cherry moonshine. (laughs) It's versatile. Two ounces of cola. Now they say Dr. Pepper is recommended, but I have to say when you think cola, you think like Coke or Pepsi. Uh, maybe that's just us. Like yeah. it's so regional what everybody says. That is so true. So yeah, Dr. Pepper apparently will like, and I could see that, like complimenting the cherry. And then an ounce of simple syrup garnished with two or three moonshine cherries. So I could go for a moonshine cherry. Yeah. <laughs> could so go lovely. for a moonshine cherry right now. Yeah. <laughs> Put in my coffee. Yeah, bob them around in the top. <laughs> maybe put mm-hmm. a little on them <laughs> clove eyes if you will right i mean work from home crowd i you put some moonshine cherries in your coffee who's gonna know <laughs> it's just gonna give you that little rebellious kick you need to get through your day there you go um last but not least the harvest moon which um i know this is going to surprise you but it's another old smoky moonshine <laughs> <laughs> we have a theme this time it's apple pie moonshine, which actually sounds pretty tasty right now. Uh, half an ounce of corn whiskey, an ounce of orange soda served over ice and garnished with a cinnamon stick. So yeah, all of them sound kind of fun. Yeah, I'm trying to envision this last one as just sort of like a cinnamon apple pie kind of Fanta. I guess. I don't know how the orange plays into it, honestly, but I'm, I guess, you know, you got to try it to believe it. (laughs) You know what? It's church. Do not yuck someone's yum. (laughs) And trying is believing. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So if you are in a place where you can make that kind of drink or save these drink ideas for later, um, or also just check out realmom.com the uh, old smoky moonshine Halloween cocktails. So back to ghosts. <laughs> back to ghosts. Did they ever leave? <laughs> they never leave until they want to. It's all about free will. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could sum up a little bit of what we talked about in our last pod, but I feel like the sticking point that we really got to was when you said that in the end, ghosts are just people. They're not demons. Like they're not out to like get you and drag you to hell or anything like that. They're, (laughs) they're just people. And some of them are good and some of them are bad and some you can live with and some you can't, but maybe today we're focusing a little, I mean, 
not the whole thing, but a little bit on what to do when you do have a cranky ghost that's causing all sorts of trouble. And, and oh, oh, here's a good question to start with. How can you tell the difference like between a ghost who is going to cause trouble and a ghost who's just living its afterlife in your space? <laughs> living its best afterlife. Yep. <laughs> Um, I think you have to gauge it on a couple factors. Number one, how you feel about it. Like, do you, are you walking around your house anxious, unsettled? Are your pets acting strangely? Are your kids um, starting to get sick with things or staying up too late or not sleeping? Are they drawing odd pictures at school and you're getting calls, you know, from the principal's office? I mean, your kid just might be weird. goth kids are born not made (laughs) (laughs) but i mean those are all factors of whether or not the ghost is particularly bothersome or not because um, like i mean i guess if your kid went from drawing like happy little like sunshiny nature scenes to all of a sudden like graveyards and death and blood like just out of nowhere like on a dime then maybe there might be cause for concern (laughs) well and also like you little kids minds are funny places because you know i've worked with a lot of little kids over the years uh in different situations through like teaching kindergarten classes and preschool classes classes and having my own kids and just different things like that. But they sometimes they have an actual reason that has nothing to do with anything problematic. Like they had just recently seen a kid's show where there was, you know, either a cartoon where there was a Halloween episode or whatever. And it's like April and they're drawing like the little whatever's that they found in the episode like <laughs> you really need to talk to your kids <laughs> yeah don't assume the worst right away because they have some funny like brain processing going on that is just delightful sometimes like well it's because of this like you're like sitting there horrified going oh my god like my kid needs so much therapy and it's really, <laughs> and really yeah they just saw an old disney cartoon with the dancing skeletons yeah <laughs> Just like complete, or or an old Scooby Doo. Thank you, Obi. If you can hear the hound howling, yeah, Obi's chiming in. <laughs> There's probably an Amazon Prime truck outside my house, a mail truck, a UPS truck, a FedEx truck. You know, just kind of follow that line of thinking. He will, he will stop soon. Um, so it, really, it goes to how you're feeling about the ghost or the entity in your house, how many people it's affecting. So if it's only affecting you and everybody else is just going about their day, that's something also to consider because then you're thinking more about the relationship, your personal relationship with that ghost and what it is bringing out in you. So uh, sometimes (laughs) I'm silently pleading for help in my mind, like, please help with the dog, anybody who's around. Okay. (laughs) Uh, but so then you have to kind of examine why this ghost is kind of tuning into your frequency and nobody else's. Is there something like a common experience that you may be having? So this is going to sound a little kind of dark, but I'm going to go there because I'm just reaching for examples, but say somebody 
kill themselves in your house and you knew about it. Like, you know, especially if you're buying a house, a lot of times they have to, you know, give a full disclosure of what occurred in the house, or maybe it happened a long time ago and you lived in the town for a long time and you knew the stories, but the house was, is really cool. And it was too good a deal to pass up, you know, pretty much the beginning of any horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then you have to sit there and go, okay, like if you've been in a dark place yourself, are you kind of attracting that energy into your mindset? Also, if you don't even have to have the same thoughts, you could be just, you know, feeling really like depressed about a a medical diagnosis that you just received or anything that's resonating at a very low energy frequency is going to leave you open to being, you know, to kind of having stuff wander into your life. So all of that is interesting to think about. Another thing is along the mindset lines, you know, you brought up that, you know, they're just people. They're not, they're not demons. They're just, you know, some of them are troubled or problematic in some way, or, you know, yeah, even serial killers, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, they can't really do anything from the other side, but they can get into your mindset. So if you're already vibrating at a certain frequency, a ghost could theoretically drive you mad. It could drive you to do things that you probably, if you were in a better place, wouldn't have done, but you were already kind of following that in some way on your own. So it's just kind of like working with what's already there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that does. I mean, I guess another way of maybe checking to make sure that it isn't just you, like maybe like you need your like meds adjusted, maybe you're actually having like a moment of like clinical depression or something like that. Probably the same thing with checking if you have allergies at your workplace. It's like if you're in your home and you feel unsettled, the pit of your stomach is all messed up, super anxious, but then as soon as you leave your house, everything's fine, Mm -hmm. then that might be a sign. Yeah. Well, and that goes along the lines of a couple, huh? Oh, just that if your serotonin is like messed up, then obviously you're going to take that with you out the door. Oh, true. so true. Even a seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does kind of. It is interesting that people notice more ghosts in Halloween season, which is when things get darker outside. <laughs> true. Um, but also, like your body. So there's a, a couple things with negative energy spaces as well. So your body could be picking up on geopathic imbalances just in your space. Maybe there's stuff going on with you know your particular home. Maybe there is a radon leak. Maybe there are some questionable building materials that, you know, you moved into a hundred year old house that need to be addressed. Uh, that could be um, kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like leaking out things. Yeah. I, that is the thing. Like you might have a ghost, but if you're living in a building that's old enough for ghosts, you probably also have asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> what the other issue is, is it, if it's a negative energy location, then you could be dealing with not a ghost, but a negative entity that is trying to reach out to you or attach to you in some way. And so uh, that usually negative entities will be found 
more commonly in areas where there is already negative energy from the ground itself. And those negative entities have actually been there for a long, long time. And they just kind of like wait for the right human to kind of feed off, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's actually a well. That's actually a good thing because there are like a lot of people who, especially when you watch like these ghost programs, and everything is a demon and everything is a negative entity, and a lot of people start like thinking, okay, maybe this is why my luck is so shit. Like, do I have a negative entity that's attached to me? Like, h- how do you figure out the difference? Oh, between a negative entity and a ghost? Yeah, or maybe just like a you have like a garden variety ghost that just wants the best for you. <laughs> or I mean, I guess I guess like I guess it really it's it's hard to find those nuances because we've also discussed having to fire your spirit guides and things like that. Like, I mean, do you have a negative entity attached to you? Do you have a ghost in your house that's messing you up? Do you just need to fire your spirit guides because they're not doing their goddamn job? (laughs) So, so true. Well, there's a couple of things you can think about also of like whether it's a ghost or a negative entity or things like that. But one of them is like, do you know of anything in particular already? Like, you know, did you just inherit like his ghost can can uh, haunt a person, place, or thing. Did you just inherit something from a relative who's passed, a piece of furniture? Um, you know, did you move into a house from a relative that's passed? Did you recently have somebody move in with you? Because it could be also haunting another person. So, you know, it's weird. But like with a negative entity, it's just going to be a severe energy drain. So, and if it's so, there's a difference between negative energy and negative entities. Entities. So, if it's negative energy, you are going to attract a lot of bad luck. You're going to have a lot of health problems. You might have a lot of auto accidents, things like that. But if you remove yourself from the space and give yourself even a couple weeks to a month away from the space, those things will start to subside. If it's a negative entity that attaches to you, it doesn't matter where you go you're still going to have that energy drain. So you're going to have a lot more health issues. You're going to have a lot more insomnia. You're going to have a lot of like arguments with your significant others. Um, You might have issues with your job. And because it's kind of siphoning off of it's, it's like a, it exists in another dimension. And it's as far as like people talking about, you know, demons It's probably the closest thing to a demon just because it feeds off of our negative emotional energy. So it wants you to be as uncomfortable and miserable as possible because then it gets more food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to all the Twin Peaks fans out there. (laughs) Gambosia. that's what it is so there are some people where they're like you know pumping a dry well and then there's other people where it's like this is like a vegas buffet like (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh this person's a cluster you move into a place and usually also you're attracted to if you're already vibrating at a lower energy frequency because you went through a breakup because you lost your job because somebody in your 
you know, extended family died and you're looking for a fresh start. That's also the beginning of a horror movie. You move into a house. Yep. <laughs> because you're, it's attracting you because you're already vibrating at a lower energy level. And then it's like, yes, yes, come to me. I can, you know, I can have a, a great time with you. And then, yeah, things this happen. person is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the, as far as like ghosts or spirits or um, like negative entities attaching to you. I, I know there's like a lot of things. I, I feel like I need to do a flow chart. <laughs> For real though. <laughs> because yeah, those those lines blur so much. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's like, okay, wait, what, what chords am I supposed to be cutting right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just start snipping away energetically and see what happens. <laughs> see what cuts loose. Oh my God. I think, I think the easiest thing is to, um, because yeah, be, that's why you do need to sometimes call in professionals because there are so many different ways it can go. And some of them really don't, aren't that big a deal at all. And some of them are a huge problem. <laughs> so, uh, it really depends, but the first thing you can really do is just kind of ask, like ask your extended family, notice what's going on in your environment, notice what's going on with your pets, note, you know, note if you have just moved somewhere, inherited anything, like all of these things come into play. And then just if you have a pendulum, if you don't have a pendulum, you might want to consider getting one, but ask the pendulum, like, you know, hey, are you are you a ghost? Am I, am I communicating with a ghost? Because weirdly, if it's a negative entity, uh, there are ways you can kind of ask and it will finally kind of admit like, no, I'm not a ghost or I'm something else. (laughs) (laughs) Darn, they caught me. And I don't know if that's like clearing things up. I feel like maybe it's not, (laughs) there's a lot, there's a lot to factor in, but there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of just good ghosts out there. It's just, it's people, it's their emotional energy that's kind of attached itself to people, places, and things. And a lot of times they're stuck in their own crud. Okay. So they, they got, you know, either traumatized in some way, or they couldn't let something go, or they couldn't let someone go or whatever the situation. And so they're just kind of like living in their own dimension. They're living whatever life they had at that moment. So it really doesn't impact you that much unless for some reason you're resonating at a very specific energy frequency that's in alignment with someone and you're just picking up on it more. It's like tuning into a radio station. You're going to pick up on more of their stuff but a lot of times their stuff is, you know, you can, you can tell them, okay, you know, you need to move on. This isn't your house anymore. You can go into the lights, envision a ball of white light, you know, just say you can go on through because anytime you can just tap into that frequency of light, it will take them to where they need to go. But again, it depends on if they want to go or not. So if they don't want to go, if they're not ready to go, if they will never, if their issue will never be resolved, And, you know, you can communicate with them. You can find out more about them using a pendulum or uh, I'm trying to think of an easy way to do it. (laughs) If you have a magic eight ball laying around, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you could use the the, um, dowsing rods. They will communicate in the same way. But 
you can even tune into something like automatic writing and just wait to pose the question, sit there quietly and see if anything pops into your mind, write it down. But other than that, um, you know, if you're more worried about like protective strategies, if you can't get them to leave, the first protective strategy is just making sure that you bring yourself into balance. So, you know, definitely grab some black stone of some sort, whatever resonates with you. Usually black tourmaline is a good place to start or black obsidian, black onyx, black agate. But examine, okay, am I out of balance in some way? Do I need to change any medications? Do I need to work on getting better sleep? Am I being run ragged at work? Do I need to reevaluate my work and switch to a different job? If you're working in a toxic workplace and you're going somewhere that is making you cry every day and then you're coming home, you are just raw and ready for like unwelcome ghostly. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why you need to be honest with yourself. Because a lot of times when I've worked with people who have been dealing with ghosts, they are, they're daily lives are in some sort of upset or disarray. Either they are in lawsuits or they are going through a divorce or they are having a difficult time with their job or just got fired. Or I I mean, there's a million things, but usually there's, there's some sort of like, there are some major problems going on in their life to begin with. So you need to kind of focus on what you can address with that. And yeah, you can't fix everything. You can't, but you can make peace with things. You can try to change what you can. You can change your mindset about those things and see them from a different perspective so that they lose some of their power or hold over you so that you are less compatible with some of these energies that may be bothering you in your home or environment. So I feel like that brings us to one of our first questions here. We're ready for that. Yes, we are so ready for questions. I know I've got a, a list of them in this chat as well, or the from the Facebook page. So yeah, start with your question. Are you talking about the one you sent to me yes. a couple of days ago? Okay, so yeah, why okay. don't you why don't you so, read that? One? <laughs> I mean, for for context, uh, this is somebody who you already helped a while back, like I think a couple of years ago. Um, as a good friend of mine, like had bought this new condo with his husband and his, you know, like adorable little pug Minnie. Shout out to Minnie. and uh, things got very weird very quickly and you know not to get into a whole story or anything but you helped uh, figure out like that it was a ghost and uh, was actually able to track down like who the ghost was and everything and you told told them both how to like set up protections and everything and that seemed to do the trick like you know got the right crystals got the right smoke cleansing like the you know mini's been like a lot happier ever since then but just recently the ghost seems to be back and up to his old tricks again and kind of messing with some of their guests and Minnie is acting all anxious and weirded out again. And so I guess basically the question is, what do you do if your ghost starts to break through the protections you set up? I think the first thing I'd have to ask is, has 
have either one of them been through any major life changes lately or any job changes or anything going on with their families or anything like that? Like, As far as I know, no, but these are also two people always on the go. They are both Aquarians. Oh, true, yeah. And so they're not always at this condo. Like, sometimes they're in Brooklyn, you know, sometimes they're in New Orleans. So, yeah, maybe this place has been, like, dormant a little bit. But basically, change is kind of, like... The, the status quo for them. I think that they are rolling stones who like to move. I think that probably if things are not changing is when they're probably like a lot more dissatisfied. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, and also like, you know, did, were they either one of them, are they dealing with any new medical conditions or anything like that? Those are nothing like that. Although um, I think they have had some, uh, Friends and also like acquaintances pass away in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, like you do living in the COVID age. <laughs> <laughs> so for I because I've worked with them before because I know the energy, the space, and we'd kind of talked before about like the land that it was built on. I think mm-hmm. is the bigger problem. And so if the those protection strategies aren't working anymore, could try refreshing everything, getting <laughs> getting some bigger stones or things like that. But I would wonder if maybe it's worth possibly considering moving because that I mean it that place attracted a lot of really weird stuff to begin with. I mean, that's the one with the doctor who was yep. all who lived there in the, I want to say, God, I can't even remember what era that was, the 40s or more? Uh, I think that it was, it, or the 60s. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was the 60s because it was the doctor who was doing illegal abortions who ended up killing a patient. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm not laughing because of that, but I mean, like that. And so he had been living there for years. And, um, then there were like other things that, and he didn't, it wasn't like anybody died in the, that place that he didn't murder anyone in that particular place. Okay. Right. But his energy was definitely attracted to that space. And, and there was like some stuff going on with his own soul contract that, you know, caused him to deal with these other, I don't know how to put it. Like, is it, do we call it murder? Was he brought up on murder charges or was it like negligent? Homicide or... Yeah, I think it might have been that. I think that he managed to not be put in jail, but definitely had his medical license stripped. Okay. So he was drawn there, though, for because he was already at a low energy frequency himself. And uh, there were, like, people that were, I think, living... That are living there still, or maybe... I don't know if they moved or not, where they were causing kind of a ruckus in the hallway and spilling a bunch of like red wine in the hallway. And right. Doing... Um, so there's definitely the the whole building is you have this chaotic energy and you have this there's a darkness in that land, in the land itself, not particularly the, the building, but the building is just kind of drawing it. So. I would definitely say, like, consider refreshing everything, maybe uh, pumping it up a little bit more. And I can, like, look and see what we had talked about before to figure out, like, what to enhance. But at the end of the day, 
this may be a property if it, if this stuff keeps popping up that they may want to let go of. I that sounds terrible to say. I know it's a really unique, wonderful property and a gorgeous location. Yeah, I mean it is that is hard to it's probably easier to tell people like, oh, rent someplace else. But when someone actually owns something, it can be hard to be like, yeah, so just spend a bunch of money and buy a new place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we, and we've had to do it, like let go of properties that were just negative energy because it was just never going to get better. But um, yeah, I'll have to look and see what, what we did. Cause I think there were some feng shui things and there were some other things that they yeah. did and they held for a while. Right. For like, yeah. Yeah. Year. Is it possible that maybe it could even just be some like just energy getting stagnant them not being in Miami a lot. And just, I mean, cause that's the thing is that crystals sometimes need to be recharged and yeah. you know set under the full moon or um you know need to get some fresh smoke cleansing going on open all the windows do like your energetic cleansing every now and then just to keep everything kind of tight because i could yeah. see if you just like leave your crystals just like sitting in the same spaces and not really touching them, not kind of forgetting about them, then maybe like a ghost can just figure out its way around them. Oh, definitely. They get more comfortable if like you're not there as often because it's like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, this is so, my space. Yeah. <laughs> you come home and they're like, what are you doing back here? <laughs> I mean, if they don't have a red doormat, uh, definitely a red doormat. Um, the ring of fire around the place again the you know conveying to the ghost hey you know your time is done here you need to move on uh you know try to make the white light if they don't want the white light you can always just tell them to leave and see what happens like some will just leave and <laughs> so it's like all right you don't have to go home but you can't stay here like, right right <laughs> it's it's just something to think about but that's a rough one. That is definitely a rough one because the dogs kind of go nuts. Like that's when, you know, things are definitely kind of reaching out. Yeah. It's like, you can always trust the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the cats. The cats just are like, oh, hey, what up, Rumi? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and again, there's like a question posted in, in the paranormal exploration page, uh, saying, how can I figure out who, if they have, if you have a ghost in your house, who it is and what they may want. That one is again, one that you do your research. Like if there's anything that you can find out about the property over the years, like, you know, historical research, you could also just use the pendulum and ask questions, um, you know, about who they are but they, they just have to be yes or no questions. So again, things like, you know, were you born in the century? Did you, did you own this house or did you just, you know, happen to be passing through? Like, did you live with somebody? Um, all those things can help, you know, narrow down. And what do you want? Like that one you have to think about, okay. End results. Sorry, I have to cough. <laughs> There's like a tickle in my throat End results of you know, do you, what do you want could be something like, do you, um, 
does the do does my family remind you of your own family? You know, just try to think of end results because they can't. You have to ask yes or no questions. <sighs> also, I mean, going back to historical research, people tend to forget about their local library, but. <laughs> But for real people, like if you want to know anything, go to your local library, go to like the first librarian you see at the research desk and say, I need to research the history of this address and they will go to town. <laughs> like, I mean, they'll show you the resources if you want to do it yourself, but they might even just take it upon themselves just to do it and then get back to you, like email you all of the results that they found. And they will like probably send you like a 10 page email if you let them like <laughs> I mean sometimes if you don't know how to do your own research like go to the professionals and it's all free oh that is a wonderful thing to bring up shout out to all the librarians that's there. right because <laughs> really it, I mean a lot of this it goes back to history it does it goes back to the history of the home itself of the land it's built on of the the history of the town you know, the, the history of like what happened in this area, you know, like was there, was this kind of a, a hot point for a battle like at, you know, during some sort of war or revolution or something, you, you just don't know until you start doing some digging because it, it's just kind of in, interesting what comes up over time or just things that people want to bury, you know, so yeah. You and won't. you know what? I mean, sometimes all that is required is a Google search, but there is nothing like breaking out the microfiche. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry, but the microfiche makes my soul dial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but if you're, yeah. if you're doing a deep dive, it's all in there. <laughs> I didn't, You know what? And the weird part is not not to date myself, but like when I was in college and I was using the microfiche, it was just part of the thing. It was part for the course. It was like, all right, like microfiche time. And I, and I relished Microfiche it. time. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, I like went to use microfiche to look up uh, somebody who had died in a cemetery because that actually doesn't happen as often as you think, but they were, um, and they were in a microfiche article and I was like, Oh my God, this is so not user-friendly. Like what, what, what am I doing? Like, where's my, you know, just keyword search. Like, <laughs> This is why I'm saying to let the librarian do it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to let someone who went to school for microfiche. Let the experts handle it. Uh -huh. um, the second part of that question, though, of like, you know, what, are, well, there's a couple things. What do they want? Uh, again, you know, you can come up with a list of questions. They just have to be yes or no. And you can ask, like, you know, do you have, um, are you, here to to harm someone like do you want to to harm someone or are you angry about something or you know do you just you know do you love this place are you mad that we moved in like anything you can come up with can help give you more information as long as it's in a yes or no format and make sure to just take notes i, th I was just thinking too that i mean obviously you're always a very big proponent of the pendulum and you know the yes or no answers and everything so let's just go ahead and say right now pendulum yes ouija board no don't yeah. break out your ouija board 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You might not be contacting who you think you're contacting. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And again, we've discussed like how many layers of ghosts can be in a house or on a certain parcel of land. And like, it's just about what's compatible with your energy. And like, when you use that Ouija board, you're opening it up to anything that wasn't previously compatible is now like allowed a free pass in. And some things will pose as other ghosts. So I did, a, I was working with a paranormal group recently who they thought that they were reaching out that this ghost the ghost of this girl was reaching out to them who had died in a car accident near a school on the way home from like a game from some sort of sports event or something and it turned out it was actually a negative entity that was pretending to be this ghost girl to kind of play off of their emotions and get them more enmeshed so that they could, you know, siphon off of them and do some other stuff. So it was, it's really interesting, like what is out there and what the Ouija board serves as a conduit for. Um, it's not always just the ghost realm. Yeah. Again, going back to Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is not a ghost. Bob is a negative entity. (laughs) Protect yourself from Bob. (laughs) This is a Bob-free zone. (laughs) Bob-free zone. (laughs) Uh, Also, if you're like worried about, you know, how do you prove to your husband or significant other, that was another question in the chat, that you're not crazy. Um, That one's rough because it really depends on the belief system of the other person. Right. So, and you could also ask the ghost if if you are like just to send signs, like you know, if show me what your intentions are, um, give me a sign of what you want, things like that. Actually, like because they can converse through things like light, um, through the TV, through the radio. You know, if something key, if a certain song keeps playing, if a certain topic keeps coming up on the TV, if, you know, different letters keep showing up in the mail, like all of that may kind of point to something that they're trying to tell you. Right. I mean, I feel like, though, if you're with a non-believer and I mean, I feel like I've done that, too, in the past where someone's like, my place is haunted. And I'm like, no, your place isn't haunted. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it is important, I think, maybe to have a conversation with that person about gaslighting and uh, just like sitting them down and being like, I'm not crazy. Don't tell me I'm crazy. If you just have to smile and nod, like just do that. But I am covering all the bases. I am checking everything else going on with my mental health. I... Uh, Really don't think that that banging in the walls is just the ele- it's just a radiator or the house settling. Like at, at least like try to be on my side a little bit. <laughs> just uh, well, and I mean I've gone through it too, and um, it's a little painful still to talk about. I mean I've gotten over it, but it was you know at, at there were points where I'm like there's something bad here, and my significant other who is a fire sign and very straightforward was like i don't know what you're talking about and they did some like home improvement things to no you're fine it's fine now and it's like no you don't understand there's an evil here (laughs) 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 that will not be remedied by a uh, do-it-yourself mold test (laughs) (laughs) 
And I really Ooh. thought I was going crazy and I wasn't. I mean, there really, it was, ne- it was negative energy from the land itself that kept attracting negative problems, horrible things to happen over and over, completely unrelated. So, um, oh, that's actually another good point. Another point for your like your local library. Like, I mean, if you can like go to your skeptical significant other and just be like, "Here is the mountain of research that I have done," oh, <laughs> and you can yeah. actually point to specific things like hey check it out there's an abortion doctor who died here like in the 60s <laughs> then, then you have a lot more you have a lot more to go on than just like saying that the vibes are off yes <laughs> when you have physical proof so yeah. that's uh that's definitely something well and i was thinking again about about their space in particular um with that particular doctor uh, and they, there was something in the the text that was about like there was somebody who came to visit, and then they left, and they were they ended up going into the hospital or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it was a guest that they had like recently, and uh, yeah, checked themselves into a hospital like very quickly, which obviously I'm sure that they had underlying underlying issues to begin with i think it was just the timing of it that and the quick about face of it that worried my friend well again to like if um they have made peace with whatever's going the energy going on there and they're only like observing these occurrences with other things then it could be that you know yeah that environment is People who are already imbalanced um, mentally or emotionally, if they are in thrust into a space that they aren't prepared for, that is just more compatible with where they're vibrating at at that lower energy frequency, it will mess with them more than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. I think that yeah, their ghost isn't messing with them specifically anymore, but. Yeah, I'm certain that, you know, the dog is feeling it more. And then, yeah, guests are coming over and the doctor's like, ah, Gambosia. <laughs> well, and maybe it's just one of those things where they've, they're kind of able to detach from that energy more and not have it affect them the same way as some of the people that are coming to visit. So, right. Uh, and, you know, it's possible that the, the energy of the space does not want visitors that's something to consider too but true yeah there's a lot to unpack with that one (laughs) (laughs) um so another one another question that was brought up was does the color of orbs hold any significance and this is a shout out to uh jamie who has been on uh one of the paranormal tours at the dull mansion so thank you jamie for sending that question in um i that's a really interesting question actually and so there's certain things like dream interpretation. Um, there's just different areas where like there's a lot of things that are open to debate almost. And so with orbs, it really depends on a couple different things. Like some people believe that the color of the orb is based more on emotional intensity of the the soul that's kind of traveling around. Another one talks about how the colors can represent different um, 
kind of parts of or phases of their evolution of their soul. So the almost like when you it's weird because it's kind of taken like a chakra system kind of thing where, you know, you start out if something's like, you know, red or pink or something, it's going to be that lower energy, new soul kind of thing, newer soul, beginner soul. And then as you go up, but they start with white. So they say that the beginner soul can be like the, you know, the, that white light, but then other people are saying that that white light is the most evolved soul. So it's just interesting to see that um, it kind of depends on your belief structure almost and like what you, what meaning you are attaching to the colors of those orbs, if that makes sense. So there's like some things that, you know, you can kind of connect with uh, the chakra system. Like, so purples, they're talking about like spiritual development and wisdom, psychic abilities, anything like more uh, also like peace and forgiveness things like that. But then um, blues are more about like protection, tranquility. Greens are about healing. Gold is about creativity. Yellow is calling. Calling for caution, I think is an interesting one. Uh, So some of these function as warning signs as well as just the energy of that color. But they also kind of talk about browns or black. And that one's definitely interesting. They talk about like being trapped, tortured, depressed, anything like low vibratory frequencies. But you, I think when you see the orbs yourself, or, you, you know, you'll see them in a picture, it's just, you have to pay attention to what your gut, how your gut responds immediately to the color. And that's probably the best interpretation for you. You know, so if you see an orb and automatically you feel more peaceful or you feel stressed or you feel sadness, then that's the thing that that orb is trying to convey. And that's how you're picking up on it because you wouldn't be picking up on it if you didn't like, if you weren't compatible to understand that frequency. Does that make sense? Oh, that definitely makes sense. So the orbs are going to speak in a language that you understand and everything is very, um, it's very personal. Right, right. That's the thing. Like you, like what you were just saying about like black or brown. I mean, um, if it's maybe the kind of very shiny black, because, you know, black stones usually mean, can also mean protection. So if it's something that looks more like a crystal, then that could be like it's a you know orb that's kind of wanting to protect you if that's what that means to you or if it's more of like kind of like a grungy dirty dusty sort of like grayish charcoal black like just like a big lump of coal like santa might give you if you were bad (laughs) (laughs) murky yes murky that's what we're going for yeah Yeah, I think that, you know, and so, I mean, you could theoretically see an orb that has black that is shiny and maybe it it like has light coming through it like pinholes or something and it looks beautiful and you're transfixed, then that may not necessarily be, you know, somebody who's tortured. Right. So, yeah, it, it definitely, and again, so they, the orbs are kind of the, a, a vehicle for souls and, 
it goes back then to compatibility, like what's trying to reach out to you and, and why is that thing compatible with you? Like whether it's good or bad, it goes back to self-analysis of like, you know, what am I attracting? Am I attracting things that are making my life better or not? And why is that? Am I leaking energy somehow? Am I sick with something and I don't know it? Like, do I need to go and get my blood work done? I've been putting it off and I was wondering if there was a thyroid issue, you know, do your due diligence, I guess. Yeah. 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 Check in with the body before you check in with the space. Yeah. But, and so all of these things though, the, the way orbs happen, the way, you know, when somebody has a dream, like all these things, it's the universe, the synchronicities, um, how the universe communicates with people on a day-to-day basis. They, the universe uses all of those things to communicate with you in a language that is very personal for you that is going to be understood whether it's consciously or subconsciously by you and some of the experiences you've had whether you remember them or not going back to that subconscious but even in the subconscious the universe is communicating with you and you will process it on a different level So it's just, it's really interesting how it all unfolds. And that's why like keeping a journal, making notes, even when things don't make any sense, if something keeps repeating or if something just stands out to you, or if you have a very odd situation come up, make a note of it because then you can start to interpret that language that the universe is using to communicate with you. Right, exactly. Collect your evidence. <laughs> Shout out to all the earth signs out there who don't always go off of vibes. <laughs> Just collect your evidence, mark it down, do your research. <laughs> do your research. It's just always, yeah. Um, so, and again, spirits are different than ghosts. A lot of people are kind of talking also about their spirit experiences and you can always, if you feel like you're not connecting with a spirit that you want more of a relationship with, there are meditations you can do to connect on a deeper level with those people. If you want to feel, you know, if, if you want to feel more connected to somebody who's passed over, but, um, you know, even just imagining, location that is, you know, a a perfect place for the both of you, what would be representative of a very like, you know, vacation like spot almost or something very comfortable or even a room in your house. If you just envision that place and you feel at peace and you invite that other person to just come and be with you and you don't need to talk, you don't need to do anything, but just sitting there with that person, you are sharing energy with that spirit in that moment and you can feel comforted and you can um, enhance that communication and connection with that spirit so that over time they may be able to send you different messages or communicate with you on a deeper level. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> Go really on vacation powerful. with your ghost. Yeah. Well, well, it's a spirit, but um, so cause spirits don't have bodies, yeah. they're not attached to anything. So it's a way to create a space so that you can commune with them on a regular basis. That's right. That's right. You've uh, discussed the difference between spirits and ghosts before. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Spirits have crossed into the light. Ghosts have not. So they are not bound by anything. And they they also have their own lives and they've got other stuff going on. They're developing um, on their soul path in different realms. 
we have a lot of layers. We, we, our existence is an onion. <laughs> existence is an onion. I love it. Oh my God. Can we, can we make this go viral? Can this be uh, like our quote, like our like thing that we put on a uh, happy hour with Mystic Chick merch? <laughs> can we put it on a t-shirt? <laughs> we can. We can. Oh my gosh. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> come on come on you guys <laughs> we need our fans to start supporting us more so that we can have merch yeah, and, and by supporting i don't mean like monetarily like we are just happy for you to listen so we would like for you to give us five stars leave us a review and also uh share the pod with somebody else who you think might like might like it or enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, definitely true. Um, and before we wrap up, there's one other issue in the chat that I thought I would address. Somebody um, had is having some uh, painful negative feelings towards somebody who's already died. And um, they were wondering if in their afterlife, uh, they experience any, um, any issues or problems because of this person hating them? Uh, is it like making their afterlife experience worse? And I, I have to say that like, that is, that's not how it works. Um, your energy is your energy, whether they have passed into the light or not. Uh, if they have passed over, then all they can kind of do is watch you have your human experience and hope that you can overcome the hatred just so that you can be a happier person and live a happier life for yourself. If they are a ghost, they are so locked into whatever thing they're replaying in their mind or whatever they're attached to that they are not going to see what you're feeling or experiencing, nor will they care. So it really makes sense and it would be you would be better off to let go of any negative feelings regardless of what the person did because i'm not i'm not saying that they were a stellar person in any way if they weren't but it's just going to harm you all those negative feelings but kind of get bottled up and become toxic in your body and then you end up having major health problems relationship problems career problems uh, the car problems, all of those things will, you know, if you hold on to it long enough, those things will become more common in your life and you don't really need that. So, right. Like, I mean, this is like your time to do the therapy, do the work to come to terms with how you felt about that person and uh, achieve some sort of like closure or peace with it. Um, yep. But you do not have to worry about how any of your feelings affect that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much that's, that's over. So um, anyways, hope all the, I hope I got to everybody's questions. Hopefully that helps. And well, I mean, I feel like this was a very successful episode and so it would be awesome if we could start doing this on the regular. Yes, definitely. Um. I'm trying to think, did I miss anything in the chat before we go? Uh, see, no, it doesn't look like there's, unless if any of you in the chat would like to ask a question about a ghost that you've had experiences with before, um, speak now. <laughs> We're wrapping up here, but we'll take one more if anybody has a question. Oh my gosh, that's like the the scary stories to tell in the dark. There's room for one. Room more. for one more. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but um, anyways, so other than that, though, yeah, definitely we would like to do this on a more regular basis. So feel free to reach out to us. Jeez, I don't even know the best way anymore. I, I, mean, I know. I, I feel like at this point, the best way might be because um, yeah, we've tried Twitter. Twitter is such a flop, you guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares on Twitter. <laughs> but joining your uh, paranormal group um, on Facebook would probably be like a great way because you'll be posing questions in there, and even if you don't live in even if you don't live in Illinois and you can't like go on the tours, I mean, just go ahead and sign up for it anyway, because maybe you will come out someday and want to go on a mystic chick tour. Yeah. And there's lots of other stuff on that page. Uh, it's so it's, um, it's on Facebook at uh, paranormal exploration, Illinois, all one word. It's a page. So yeah, definitely. You can reach out there. You can. Right. Oh, uh, and your, your website, because then they can reach out their email. Yes. Yeah. Mysticchick.net. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. Uh, so yeah, either one of those places, uh, feel free to reach out, pose your questions, and uh, hopefully we can work them into an upcoming podcast episode. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, if you even have a theme that you would like for us to touch on, I mean, uh, feel free and suggest it. We love ideas and we would love to make this podcast a lot more collaborative. Definitely. Especially as we are headed into the Halloween season, which is yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely makes things scary, spooky things more top of mind for people. So yes, this is the time you answer the burning questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. On that note, I hope everybody out there has a wonderful rest of your days and rest of your weeks. And I hope that until next time, everybody stays mystical. Good night, my witches.